to try this again because as much as I hoped it would be successful last week, I feel like we kind of had a collision course with that whole rumor thing, right? I think it was a little too played out, a little too gimmicky, like some wrestling promotions, cough, cough, WWE. I'm just going to give you three rumors, Taylor. I want to know what you like. I want to know what you hate. And, you know, maybe we have a little bit of possibility to speculate on a third one from there. Sounds good with you? Shoot it. Let me give you the three rumors first. We have Finn Balor defending the U.S. title at Mania. This is a little bit saucy because he's scheduled for the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, whatever that thing is. We have Velveteen Dream wanting to return to NXT. And Cody versus Seth. I know to most people that's not a rumor, but until it happens, it is still a rumored match. So the first one is Penn. I'm going to take Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. 150%, I 100% believe it to happen, and I think it's going to happen. I'm I'm in the card of believing that it's already done. Okay. Uh, the one that I'm going to submit is going to be Finn Balor defending. Even though I don't believe it's going to happen, I know there's no possibility in hell that Velveteen Dream ever comes back, ever, to WWE. There's no chance in hell. Not one. All right, so these are very interesting rumors, because like I said everyone's got money on Cody versus Seth. Like, I'm sure there's even like a uh, bookie for it and you can play his bets and the whole shebang, right? But there's something off about it to me at this point, you know? And there's been people talking how there's different superstars like John Cena, which remember that name, uh, especially like when they're facing The Undertaker. Most of the time you have to do all the promo work yourself. But it's Cody, right? You think he'd want a little bit more. And yeah, you can make the argument that he's there for the pop because that's going to be the most interesting part of it all. I just don't know. It's, I feel like WWE is going to give us a moment to remember, but the fact that we still haven't gotten Cody official and there's just reports, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's going to be someone else. I still think it's going to be a top tier star. I just don't think it's Cody. Uh, I have money on John Cena, weirdly enough. I, oh, my God. Why would they not promote him? That doesn't make any sense. It's more. It would be more likely that Finn would be the guy. Why haven't they promoted Cody Rhodes? Uh, One can make so the same argument. They kind of have. It's their way of creating a pop for WrestleMania. They're good. They are going to make this a stupendous WrestleMania one way or another. Let me ask you a question, though. Has WWE actually done that? Or have we, the fans, done it to ourselves? That's part of the fun, though. Isn't that the inter most interesting way to book him? But Why that's would what you I'm not want to do that? I mean, I don't think that once he's put into stone as being there, the pop is going to be as good as if you surprise people with him. Don't get me wrong. WWE has dropped little hints. But the thing is, they're a hyper-aware company. They know everybody is talking about the possibility of Cody Rhodes actually coming to that company. So they'd be stupid not to fucking do it. But at the same time they haven't like actually put fuel to the fire right especially with the vince mcmahon said thing i think that was extremely underwhelming personally i believe that they are using you to the best of their ability and what i say when i mean using you is using a wrestling fan because i believe that they are also leaking little information to the dirt sheets as well like i believe this week it was released that he'd be showing up in his AEW gear. So I keep hearing these little inklings every week, whether it be from Meltzer or uh, SRS, you know what I mean? Like these people are just dropping little bits of information here or there. And it would be crazy at this point if he didn't show up, but if he did, it's a far better pop if he shows up without notice. Well, let's break that down a little bit because Dave has lost a little bit of credibility in my eyes. 
or recently, but I know a lot of people feel the same way. He has said a couple things that have can, not panned people out. People can be wrong, though. Like, that's not crazy. And I guess you could say that usually the insiders aren't wrong, but I think that he's, he could, I don't think that's a big deal. I think he gets it right still enough where it's not crazy. Or he's getting catfished and they're feeding him bad information on purpose. Which that is another interesting point that he could be in this situation where people are trying to play him and make him look stupid. Almost like, you know, the Tom Brady situations with, uh, it's not Rappaport, but the other one, Adam Schefter. You know what I mean? It could be a similar situation where WWE is tired of all these reporters getting all of this information that they're leading them astray and still getting their desired reaction from the Cody uh, talk because even if it's not Cody, if it is someone that can take that role from Cody and just do a one-off appearance and make it a memorable moment, at the end of the day, nobody's going to be pissed. Everyone, uh, no, you're wrong. Everybody will be pissed. Everybody will be pissed. I don't think everybody will. I think the wrestling fans like us will be pissed. But I think the casual WWE fan is not even going to second guess it. This this thing they're doing with Cody is not for the casual WWE fan. They're trying to snag a cross over here. Why do we think that AEW fans care? Everybody hated Cody Rhodes before he no, left. No, everybody hated what he was doing, but everybody believes that this is a big moment and you have to watch it. It's a must watch. It's not because you necessarily like Cody. I haven't watched Raw the last three weeks. I enjoy the show, but I've been watching it because the rumors are Cody is coming. So I am in my seat at eight o'clock ready to go. I'm not missing a moment of Raw. Well, that reason is Cody and I don't like Cody. That brings me back to my point, though, that WWE's hyper aware, but they haven't actually done anything to make you think Cody Rhodes is going to be there. The best thing they have done, right? And this is why I said the Vince McMahon thing was underwhelming, was Seth Rollins going off air last week. And now, an hour before the show, we have this fucking video released on the internet that completely prevents them from having to do anything on Monday Night Raw to set this up. I'm waiting for Seth Rollins to start the show with a standoff you know he's got like 20 people swarming him in the ring trying to fight him off going this is my fucking show so, and instead we have a stupid video so i'm guessing you haven't seen the vacant twitter yet vacant there's a guy named vacant wwe the most iconic <laughs> champion of all time i know about vacant who so doesn't know about vacant he has a blank face and it's the blank face they used from the promo yesterday on raw or whenever this is going to be released a few days after this but you know what i mean so the picture is seth and it says and to be determined, his opponent at WrestleMania. And it's just a gray face, like a custom face. Yeah, yeah. On a video game. I've seen the graphic. So there's a Twitter that's popped up called Vacant WWE. And it's, 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 it is WWE. It's them running this Twitter. I don't think it is. So because if it's, it's the verified. same account, if it's the same account that I believe it is, and I have no background knowledge in what you're talking about right now, like I haven't seen this floating around, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that account way way in the past like it's a normal thing well, like, if it whatever it is it's, it's, it's been it was, established it's, it's a just, better story if wwe is running this account and he has been tweeting him saying things like i'll see you at wrestlemania i think it's a better story right if it's actually just this like parody fun account on twitter that is now seizing an opportunity to blow itself up and go viral because I mean, we're talking about it. You would imagine other people are talking about it because it is uh, a very funny fucking coincidence, if you ask me. And I think I just think I don't know. I'm I'm kind of loving it right now. I'm hoping that this is real and this is a WWE angle or even Cody Rhodes has been given the rights to it to the machine. 
Well, we'll talk about works here in a second. There's two more rumors I do want to address. Um, and the Velveteen Dream one, just throw that one in the fucking trash. We're good on him. I mean, you could talk about how good he was and all of the potential, the ceiling he had, this out of the other. But at the end of the day, he is gone for a reason. I don't want to discuss that reason. Uh, that is a dead horse that has been beat long, long ago. I, uh, I'm just not with it. And I really don't think WWE, especially with Enzo and how they've treated him. And we talked about that recently. I really don't see them turning a page for Velveteen Dream. That's just me. I could be wrong. Uh, the Finn Balor one is interesting though. I, we're going to have a bigger conversation on those mid card titles Friday. Thanks to our good friend, Ted, uh, with a little bit of inspiration, shout outs to the heel truth. If you have not listened to it, but the fact that they don't have one of their main championships on the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time is an absolute fucking joke. Can I put a disclaimer after this? Like, after you just said, what a fucking joke, I just want to put a guy that goes, these are not the opinions of both the hosts of the show. Only Will said that. You don't think it's ridiculous that they're not having no. their title defended on the card? It's a, it's fine. If you want to say it's ridiculous, say it's ridiculous. But I'm perfectly happy with this card without it. I don't need it. I'm good. It, okay. Have so they been building it? Is it a storyline? It should be. They haven't been building it. I, I mean, why I want, aren't they building around their champions? That's though. a fair assessment. We can talk about that, but I don't think it's an absolute shame that it's not on the card. I'm it is. perfectly happy with the card. I'll give you two reasons why it invalidates the championship. That's the biggest one. But then it prevents one of their champions, someone who is a pillar of their company. And if you are a casual wrestling fan and you see Roman Reigns holding the title and then you see Ricochet under him with the Intercontinental title, you're going to think that he is almost as important as Roman Reigns without anyone telling you otherwise, correct? So not only are you discrediting the title, but then you're preventing one of your major champions of WrestleMania payday especially with how those contracts work and everything like that, you would think someone in that position who's being told, hey, we think you're good enough and a good representation of our company that we want to put this belt on you, whether we value it or not, but we're not even going to give you the ability to make the most possible money as a champion. So I understand what you're saying, and I get all the points you made. Here's why it's not the biggest deal in the world. Because what we are doing is we are setting up for a future that is not the same kind of show that we have right now. So I believe that they're going to unify the belts. And once they unify the belts, the shows are going to change a little bit. They're going to need someone to take a mantle. And that title is going to get a little bit more important. And I believe they're actually going to make him start to win after WrestleMania. You're going to get Bailey back. You're going to get a couple other random stars back. People are going to start popping in. And things are not going to be as bad as they are. I'm not saying things are necessarily bad, even though I am getting ready for the post-WrestleMania slump. We've talked about that for a couple of weeks, right? I just, there's a lot of flaws in the thought process that we can just push aside our mid-card titles and then just say, hey, in the future, we're going to make them important. This is your time to showcase all of your champions, whether they're going to be a champion in a week or two or not, because I know the entire world's going to be pissed when we have cuts here, like in a week or two, and they're going to forget that that's a thing that happens after WrestleMania every year. Now, I'm not trying to apologize for the Man, WWE geez. budget cuts. He's made this whole episode sad. Well, I don't think about people getting fired and... I'm just, I'm trying to take it from both sides, right? We remember Rob Van Dam last year, at least. I remember him going like, hey, not for nothing. I get the outrage and everything. But just remember, this has happened every single fucking year. It's just the internet has now kind of taken it up and made a big deal about it. So we're going to see some major changes within personnel, like, Next night after WrestleMania, it happened. Like, remember last year, Samoa Joe sat in the rain and commentated for uh, WWE, and the next night he was released. And then that's when we got Pat McAfee, and uh, we didn't get Jimmy Smith right away. Yeah, which Dan Burke, how dare you? I got to say, Jimmy Smith, when he is edited, 
comes off very intelligible. I uh, got sucked up in the WWE Evil uh, Roman Reigns it? episode. Is it good? I'm intrigued. It's kind of easy to portray Roman that way. Uh, I want to see how they do it with other superstars. But I'm a sucker for any documentaries, especially wrestling related. So yeah, it got my attention. And I sat there. It was. I definitely recommend checking it out, but we're not going to review that right now. Um, getting back to it, though, we are in a situation where, you know, that's a lot of things are going to be changing. And I get it that we might put this title on a pedestal going forward, but why haven't we done it now? Can we actually do that going forward? Or is that a hollow promise? And why haven't we done it already? Those are a couple different questions, right? And I have a whole thought process that will go more in depth on Friday, but I don't really think we're going to change the title picture that much drastically. It's going to seem like it when it happens, but I've heard like inklings that there's going to be another title like major title that's just the same prestige as what we're going to end up getting after this unification match uh like shortly after this unification happens and when you look back at history it's happened in the past i'm just intrigued to see what they actually do and i want to see if they actually distinguish the titles that's something not many people have talked about is the fact if we do have two brand titles if we could get some distinguished from them I think that'll really help them if they want to avoid going back to the super show concept, if they want to keep the individual brands. Now, if they are going to a super show though, which Monday might have been a little bit of a test run, I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like they have too many people, too much TV time, and not enough way to showcase if we have to keep the storylines cohesive through all of our programs. I got to disagree with you again, bro. They set up everything they had for WrestleMania effortlessly. I'm so intrigued for like five matches more than I was before I watched last night's Raw. But let me ask you this. Are we going to be able to do it long term? The reason why the split works so well right now is you always have SmackDown kind of as your workhorse, like pure wrestling show for WWE standards. And then Raw is definitely your epitome of sports entertainment. If we just go ahead and blur the lines of sports entertainment all across the brand, what does that do for us? They have five hours of TV, bro. They have plenty of time. I don't know, man. You're a Debbie Downer on WWE. Poor WWE. Let's give him a gift. I want to hug him. I'm going to be watching WrestleMania this weekend. I'm of course you are. The except- whole world is. It doesn't matter who you are. If you like wrestling, you're going to watch WrestleMania. I'm going to watch Raw afterwards. I'm going to watch WWE program for the next two months just to no, fucking you humor you. No, you won't. I will. Don't do not do that. You're going to have to live up to this, Will. If you say that, you're going to actually have to do it. You don't want to do that. I don't want to do it, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going yes, to. Yes, it does. You're not going to do that. We have cleared up the Pinky schedule. Swear. Pinky swear. He pinky sweared, guys. If he breaks this, you know what happens when you break a pinky swear. Nut shot. I'm going to switch things up a little bit and take this opportunity to pinky swear to that, but also announce a couple little bit of uh, house cleaning type things. First and foremost, follow the big three at Jaded Wrestling, at Totspod, at Year of Pod. Please do yourself a favor and buy some of our wonderful merch over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you can find it at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jaded Wrestling. And they are the slickest threads I have ever seen. And I don't know why you don't already own one. But I've gone on for way too long, so I will give you the ability to talk about Bret Hart now, Taylor, because I know you really want to. I keep getting these clips on my phone. You know how you get your news clips on your phone? This happens a lot, where I'll pick up my phone and it'll say, Bret Hart's at it again, talking about Goldberg. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Bret Hart, what are you doing? So this week I was wondering, do you have anybody that you hate as much as he hates Goldberg? Because this has been like a 20-year feud, right? I was thinking in the mindset of life like there's only like seven people that hate people more than bret hart hates goldberg it's got to be like timmy's dad and dinkelberg 
That is a very good shout. I just hope a lot of people listening to this actually understand that joke. Because Tinkleberg, that- he does though, doesn't he? Every time he gives an interview, he'll be like talking about something else. Like he'll be like, remember that match at WrestleMania 13? Fuck Goldberg. That dude's such a fucking asshole. And uh, it's just like, damn, Brett. Like the other day I was reading an interview and he was like, I gotta be honest, Goldberg's a huge gorilla. And then he just goes on this tirade and he's like, Goldberg sucks. He's the worst thing I've ever seen. Zero out of 10 in the ring. And he's like, but a real nice guy. It's like, you can't say that. You can't say he sucks and he's a zero out of 10 and then say he's a real nice guy right after. What are you doing, Brett? I could be wrong, but I think you mentioned it, that he has like several people like that though because everyone knows how he feels about Shawn Michaels. I do think I have a really good example that everyone will understand though. Well, Goldberg deserves it. That's the one person in his history that's like, okay, because he pretty well fucked his whole career up do with we, one kick. Do we want to take the rose tinted glasses off though? Shawn Michaels kind of deserved it too. I am consistently to this day still hearing like sketchy ass stories about Shawn Michaels. And no, I get and it that he changed his life and everything, but if the stories keep a comment, like there's got to be something wrong going on behind the scenes. And maybe we just. We did the thing we did with Ric Flair where but, we love him so much that we forgot a bunch of shit. But him and Sean are two people that can tolerate each other in a room. Like, it can be in the same room and be like, hey, how's it going? I don't feel like any time he's brought up with Goldberg's name, he's like, oh, what a good guy. Or how happy can you be about Goldberg? He's so wonderful. And it's, every time he does, he's like, doesn't know how to wrestle, always hurts people. Everybody's ribs hurt after wrestling him. And it's just like constant slander. I've never seen anything like it. I could be wrong, but I still haven't seen him say anything good about Shawn Michaels and even like his interactions with him in the past. Well, so he will always say things like me and Shawn Michaels might not have got along, but he's a great wrestler. Bret Hart is a consistent person in always telling the truth. That's the thing I do respect about him the most is he will never bullshit you. If he knows that you're a good wrestler and he doesn't fuck with you, he'll say you're a good wrestler, but listen, I don't fuck with you. But it's taking shots at different people in different ways well he doesn't like Shawn michaels that's that's clear that's what i'm saying so but he also at the back end respects Shawn michaels for his in-ring work he doesn't respect him as a human being but when it comes to wrestling he knows that Shawn can wrestle but it's the same thing it's just the for different reasons right so he hates goldberg for his in-ring but thinks he's a good person where he thinks Shawn michaels is a bad person good wrestler you know what i mean i think the weird part about it though is Goldberg doesn't get really that side of the credit from him. He'll always say things about like Goldberg's intelligence too. You know what I mean? Like it's like there are pot shots when it comes to Goldberg, but I'm sure he's tired of talking about Shawn Michaels at this point. You would have to imagine because unfortunately, no matter what he does at this point, him and Shawn Michaels will always be intertwined. Like you can't say one person without the other. It's one of those moments that stands still in time. Like, you know what I mean? Like we just got one of those moments this week at the Oscars. It's like these types of things that you're going to think about for years to come. You know what I mean? Like when you think about them, you're like, oh, screw job. Or when you think about Will Smith for the future, you're going to be like, oh, the smack the herd around the world. You know what I mean? It never ends. And I just to move into that, like, what what did you think of that? What a wild thing to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I can't I just the more and more I think about it, the more I, I keep seeing it as wrestling. And I think that's the wrong way to think about it, because I didn't used to be this person. But now I'm like seeing everything through the eyes of a wrestling fan. Well, I will give a little bit of background to this. I got this really interesting side of you this week that is just 
overly fascinated with movies in general. And I thought it was just kind of a gimmick you did for the podcast where you just love watching bad fucking movies. But I've now learned that you just are engrossed in cinema. I love to the T. I love movies. And I do this every year where I actually watch the Oscars and I actually try to watch movies that I hadn't seen from the Oscars. Like yesterday I watched power of the dog. So yeah, you, well, you've to, been bitching about that all week. So I, but I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just thought it was a weird movie. Like there are just things like I see that I'm like, okay, I get why this has recognition, but like this is not something I'm ever going to watch again. And I don't blame you at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, but like the thing is, it got me thinking about other interactions like Will Smith and Chris Rock, where there are things that are like unscripted moments where maybe those types of things might get you into trouble because I know for a fact that the Oscars have a run-through before the show where they go through the whole show and do it as a run-through. All the jokes are already written. All the jokes are done in the pre-show. And then they go through it again. So the thing is, they already approved that joke. They saw it once, and then he came up and did it, and then live mic happened and occurred. You know what I mean? Like, those types of situations are not planned. So I started thinking about Turning Point 2007 and how we got that story with Samoa Joe. Do you know it? Yeah, where uh, basically Scott Hall no-showed. And this isn't for us to, you know, shit on Scott so, Hall by any means. Oh, it's not. But So he had his own demons, and everybody knows it. But nobody knew the extent of his demons except for maybe Kevin Nash. So, of course, Vince Russo is involved in everything bad that ever happens. But he gives Samoa Joe a live mic, and he says, go get him. And when you give Samoa Joe a live mic and you say, go get him. He's an absolute killer. He's a, he's a pit bull. He's going to bite you. That's what he does. So he goes out there and cuts that scathing promo against Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, where he basically says that they're part-timers and they don't belong in TNA, which makes complete sense. But it's also kind of a dickhead thing to do if you understand the background of what Scott Hall is going through, which he didn't know. So the same thing was happening with Chris Rock, where he might not have known about the alopecia, but he makes this joke, which is a harmless joke in essence. But if you think about it by the whole turning of the wheel... It's not such a harmless joke when Scott Hall has all these demons behind closed doors and Chris Rock doesn't know that she has a true medical condition that she's going through and is having issues with. But the thing is, the better way to handle it is the way that Kevin Nash handled it. Kevin Nash wakes for the end of the show and then if you have to handle your business, handle your business. There's no problem anybody has with somebody handling their business. Like if Will Smith had went backstage and said, listen, dude, I don't like that. Chris Rock would have apologized. He didn't have to do all that. That's the type of person Chris Rock is. He didn't know. He would have apologized. And it's the same thing like Samoa Joe. Kevin Nash went back there and said, hey, who did that? Was it you? Was it Russo? I need to know who wrote the promo. And he said, I did, because he did. He did an unscripted promo where he fired off. He was told to go get him. That's what he did. But when you do that and you don't know the whole backstory, these are the types of things that happen. So Kevin Nash gives him the slap. He stands up like he's ready to fight. He gets the second slap. Then he realizes, okay, there's a bigger picture here. So the next day he comes and has the conversation with Kevin Nash and apologizes to everyone because you don't always know what everybody's going through. So that's why these types of things can be tricky. It's not always right and wrong and clear and day. Everything is through, uh, through an optical lens that you're looking through. It's not through everybody's optical lens. Can I double down on the thought process where you're overanalyzing things and applying them to wrestling when sometimes they may not even apply to wrestling? Because even your explanation of it kind of gave me the ability to apply it to wrestling, right? Because you have the situation where in wrestling, what is the most important thing to become successful? 
you have to get yourself over. If anyone knows how to get themselves over, it's Will Smith, right? He's come from nothing, and now there's not many people in this world that don't know Will Smith. Now, granted, there may be younger people in the world that don't know Will Smith the same reason. But what I'm saying is they may not know the same Will Smith we know, but they know Will Smith even even if it's an extension because of his children, right? So we have this situation where I understand you're we're a little bit upset by it because you're actually passionate about the Oscars. Well, like that's right? the reason it's the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like, and I also think you handle your business in the back. You don't handle your business in the front. Well, like if you work at a restaurant or you're an owner of a restaurant and you get in a, uh, you get in an argument with another shop owner, you don't go and do it in the middle of the store. You go and do it in the back room. I don't know. I, if you want to fight someone at school, you fight them in the bathroom. No, that's not how my dad talked. No, so I put him in the bathroom. It's it's a respect issue. And if anyone knows about that, it's Kurt Angle since he was on the cover of the respect issue by Amir. But anyway, fun joke aside, it's a respect thing, right? He has been dog walked the past year, year and a half, ever since that whole thing with Jada happened, right? And now he has an opportunity not only to get himself over, but to regain some of the respect that he's clearly lost because he may have won an award, but I know a lot of people who make fun of will smith when it used to be like people can't get over still how iconic fresh prince is right and that's not the will smith conversations we're having anymore but it's, we've always ran in different circles then because he was made fun of for his raps because they were pg raps he's been made fun of for things yeah, like that his I mean, whole life the but whole time it's never taken back from what he's done as an actor because his acting has always surpassed you know there's a bit countless people who like marky mark well, he said today, he so he apologized today on the internet, and he said, uh, I shouldn't have, I got overly angry, and I overreacted, and he's like, and I needed to handle myself in a better manner, Well, which is the exact thing that I just said, <laughs> like, it's the exact thing he should have done, like, it's not the place right now for this. It was, though, and I will finish my thought process. I don't watch the Oscars, and I know a bunch of people who don't, right? It's, I, it almost feels like a dead sport, and I'll explain that a little bit. By dead sport, I mean kind of like pool or uh, shooting darts. That's not something younger generations do as much. Watch I know it happens. Watch the Oscars. Nobody gives a shit about the award ceremonies for movies. Oh, you're so wrong. Everybody gives a shit. It's the pageantry. It's the world. You get to see them all walk down the red carpet in their best duds. This is so fascinating to see like the childlike enthusiasm you have about Listen, this. Listen, before the show, Guillermo's always out there from the Jimmy Kimmel show asking people funny questions. He's always got a weird thing that's a shot glass. Have you ever watched him? This yeah. year he had like a banana. I have a it. shot glass, and he's you know who he is though, right? No, so, so and- there's this little guy that Jimmy Kimmel has that he has hired, right? And he'll go to all these places and just ask funny questions to celebrities. So this year he had a banana, but it was a it was a flask, and he also had a phone that was a flask. It was a fake phone, but it was a flask, and it's filled with tequila. So all he does is he goes around and asks people funny questions, and then he'll offer them the banana. He'll be like, "You want to drink from my banana?" This is such a weird moment. We finally have actually gotten to a point where our very small generational gap has come to a head. And you've actually just proven my point. I don't know any of that. And I know a lot of friends that are like exactly my age, not two, three years older than me, that are the exact same way. They couldn't care less. Like they'll watch movies. And like a lot of people that I grew up with are super big on like Marvel and DC and everything. But nobody's actually giving attention to these award shows and i think that is why will smith did this because i'll tell you i didn't find out until i had a text message from you saying we got to talk about this but you were the only one that of my friends that said anything to me and then it was like another hour until i actually saw the clip it wasn't like 
must see. Let me tell you how big of a deal this is, and maybe not in your circles, but in, not even in my circles. So I went to work the next day, and it was 6 a.m. at a Publix. I was in the back room, right? And I could hear down the hallway the group of 60-year-old meat men talking about the Oscars. They're 60-year-old New Yorkers that are just meat dudes. And I, they're loud, so you can obviously hear New Yorkers across the state because their 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 voices just <laughs> oh my boom. Fucking God. So they're like, "Hey, yo, did you see the Oscars last night?" And he's like, "Yeah, Will Smith smacked the shit out of him, didn't he?" My point exactly. That's the first time in a very long time anyone has been this enthused about an award show like the Oscars. Well, that's dumb. They're wrong. They just don't watch movies. Everybody has awards. There's video game awards. There's AW awards. Everybody has award shows all the time. And very rarely do I see anyone freaking out. So oh, and what I'm going to be watching the AEW Awards, too. What I'm saying, though, is now Will Smith has gotten himself over. He's never going to get invited back, Will. He is. No, he's not. I will bet you $5 right now that he is not invited back next That's year. That's a fucking bet I'll take. Okay, shake on it. Pinky right. swear. I hope that got picked up because this is a bet I'm willing to make. I'm guaranteeing you that Will Smith is not invited back next year. Has anyone else been banned? Yes. Who? Tons of people have been banned. I was reading about it earlier. I don't have it right now. Because I've seen the opposite of where people, this isn't something that hasn't happened before. And we haven't really had the fallout like we had for Will Smith. Just now the fallout is the Oscars is the number one thing people are talking about. And at the end of the day, if you're hosting an award show or presenting an award show, what have you, you want fucking people talking about it. And I get your point of view where it's like the attention is taken away from all the filmmakers and that. But at the end of the day, people are talking about what happened where these filmmakers won awards and maybe it'll shine some attention. I have now heard about some of the movies being like awarded at this show because of this. Like I would have never heard about this, nor would I would have really been interested in it. If I'm being honest with you, I'm still not super, super interested. You're a butt, bro. You just got to watch more movies. This next year. So listen, this is why. I got too much fucking wrestling. Let me tell you why I love this show so much. And this has only been like a five-year thing. Like when I was a kid, I watched it with my parents, which doesn't like affect me and make me want to watch it now. Yeah. But the last like five or six years, I watch it every year because there's always two or three movies I pick up and really, really enjoy. Like one year, Shape of Water won Best Picture. And, like, this is a movie that I shouldn't be watching and have no idea why I watched it. It's about, like, a fish creature they find in the Amazon that's, like, human-like. And it's, like, a love story between a deaf lady and a fish creature, which in theory sounds awful, right? Oh, yeah. You, I, like, kind of zoned out halfway Let me that. say, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Ever. And, like, they always seem to pick these movies... And theoretically, Power of the Dog should have been that way, too. If it wasn't so slow and sad, I would have probably put it in there, too. They pick these movies every year, and I end up liking movies that aren't really my bag. Like, most of the time, I stick to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Condemned. You know what I mean? Like, I'm watching bad shit all year round. So for one time of the year, there's three or four movies that I'm going to snag after watching trailers of this show. And I'm going to watch, and I'm going to get to enjoy something other than horse shit. Because I'm just stuffing my brain with shitty movies day in and day out. So thank you, Will Smith, because now what he's done. I don't want you to talk about it. I don't want the world talking about it at all. I would have been much happier if Coda had won and the film people were talking about Coda the next day. I have no interest in talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock aside from making it about wrestling. It's like taking a pin for someone on your way out, right? Because hell. 
Will Smith may be done. Maybe you win that bet just because he doesn't make another movie. But what we'll have now is there's the possibility someone will watch an award show going forward just for the possibility that something like this happens again and then gets the same thing you just described that naturally happens to you. And it takes someone watching the Oscars or any award show for all of the wrong reasons and then gives them the ability to have the same reaction you did but, and then sets a fan for life just like those wrestling. Are, those are the wrong reasons, though, because this is the shittiest part about it, and I tried to mention this to you earlier. Questlove won for Summer of Soul, his documentary, right? Guess who presented that category? Who? Chris Rock. Guess what happened while he presented that category? He was smacked in the face. Guess who got no recognition for creating a wonderful, wonderful documentary that should have gotten more recognition because he busted his ass making a movie that probably shouldn't have won, but it was so good that it captured the, the power of the Academy and he pulled it. Questlove's not been talked about. That's the people I feel bad for. I don't care about the Academy. I don't care about the ratings. All I care about is people getting the credit that they deserve for making magic. Questlove made magic. He's getting no no pub, no love, nothing. It's not fair. It's shitty, and it's look at me, Louie. And that's all there is to it. There's a way to handle things, and Kevin Nash can attest to this. Go backstage, and if you have a problem with Chris Rock backstage, smack the fuck out of him backstage. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care about violence. Well, and this is how it comes back to wrestling. Because how many fans are upset when there are two wrestlers doing the absolute best job they can, putting on the best match possible, and then still fall short or get hated? I'll rope back into the WWE evil thing. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but they talked about when Roman Reigns went out there at WrestleMania and wrestled five-star matches, right? And the entire crowd booed him when he won the Royal Rumble and people booed him because they weren't satisfied because it's not what they wanted. And, you know, you can be upset that it's not the right way to get people into things, but we can't change the fact that as a world, there are a subsection of humans that have fed into this shitty train of thought where they don't want to give anything a chance. But, but every if time we one of these things happens, somebody gets screwed over in the long run, whether it's the screw job and Bret Hart has to deal with that or these things have other repercussions that aren't just in the moment. Like these live things are always going to happen. Always. These off scripted moments are always going to happen. And it's what makes the world the world. The problem is when people start to say, oh, he should have done that. He shouldn't have done. He should have done that. No, the fuck. He shouldn't have done that. He should have chilled. He shouldn't have fucked up the show for everybody else. Let me ask you, though, because you're talking about Questlove and how he was affected. No, all of the people after him. But hold on. What I'm trying to say, though, Taylor Swift, she's fine, right? Bret Hart is still talked about to no, this day. Taylor Swift had hella trauma from that for years. That she had to deal with. Dude, she is rich and famous and That's she's doing fair. good. Money is money, but money isn't happiness. They're two different things. Oh, no, trust me. She seems plenty fucking happy. Well, I don't know her personally. I'm just, what I'm trying to get at is someone has to take a fall for something to change. And yeah, it might suck that Quest Love didn't get the recognition you felt no, he deserved. All TV's dying, though. So these are not these are not changing. The Oscars are not going to come on next year and you're going to watch the Oscars. I'm not, but I'm saying there are going to be people tuning in to these award shows now for the possibility of this of shit Will like Smith this. Coming back up for round two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or just anything. It's entertainment. That's what people want is to be entertained. And now they, they know that they can be entertained watching a fucking award show that they never thought they could get anything crazy out of. People are going to fucking do it in the same. It just goes back to fucking wrestling. 
Because if you're able to get something over or get people's interest, they're going to be there. And Will Smith's got the world's attention right now on film uh, award shows, you know? So fucking power to Will Smith, I guess. I guess. I'm sorry that I got you to actually say that at the end of this. I was determined. <laughs> I was going to get that fucking point across. Well, man, we have spent so much time talking movies and I didn't even expect this to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and call it a shot. Uh, I meant to say it earlier, even though Taylor kind of got me all frazzled, but the breakdown will be coming out on Friday this week, uh, mainly because of WrestleMania. But I do think we're going back to Fridays for that show. So keep an eye out and we will see you then. <laughs>